Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Let's Kill Twitter, the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. Let's Kill Twitter is recorded live and on Zoom and this week's guests were comedians Juliet Myers and Harriet Brain. It was nice to get back to having two guests in the studio and under discussion were COP26, Boris Johnson, the John Lewis Christmas advert and why Tom Hanks must love dogs. We hope you enjoy the show. Please follow us on Twitter at LKTZoom. Uh, welcome. It's Sunday night. It's eight o'clock and you're watching Let's Kill Twitter with me, Julian Hall. This is the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. No easy task, but thankfully I have not one but two fantastic guests this evening. The fabulous comedians Juliet Myers and Harriet Brain. Now, before I introduce Juliet and Harriet properly, uh, just a bit of admin. Uh, we're now streaming live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. Uh, YouTube has all our previous shows and all our clips on it. So please do check us out there and give us a subscribe. That would be fantastic. Crucially, do follow us uh, on our Twitter account at LKTZoom, which you can see before you on the share screen. Uh, and also splashed liberally, oh, that's my own account, splashed liberally across this screen and obviously the lovely ticker that's going across my head as well, which also has Harriet and Juliet's Twitter handles too. So uh, that's all you need to know. If you do follow us on there uh, live, that means you can ask us questions, make comments and share your favourite tweets of the week. And also the rest of the time we'll be, uh, we'll be tweeting clips out from this show, but also news of the next show and also just curating a palatable selection of tweets as possible. But it's all about the tweets that the guests have chosen. So without any further ado, uh, uh, let me introduce to you both Harriet and Juliet. Harriet Brain is a musical comedian who's won the Best Newcomer at the Musical Comedy Awards, reached the final of the Gilded Balloon So, You'll Think, so You Think You're Funny competition, can never say that right, and was <laughs> crowned the winner of the Funny Women Stage Award. Fated by Culture Trip, Metro and Radio 2, among others, Harriet has enjoyed acclaimed and sold out Edinburgh Fringe runs with the show Total Eclipse of the Art and Les Admirables, which is as fancy as I get this oui, evening. Oui, oui. And oui. uh, <laughs> Juliet Myers, meanwhile, has been a regular writer on Sarah Millican's TV programme and also on Sarah's radio show Elephant in the Room, as well as writing for 8 out of 10 Cats and Mock the Week. Juliet sold out shows across the globe, including the show This Flipping Rescue Dog Has Ruined My Life, which is a show she performs with her dog Homer, who I've met, and he's a lovely chap, and <laughs> Pro in Backets Found, which is about travelling in India and tracing her Iraqi Jewish roots. So two fantastic and fascinating guests. Please welcome to the Zoom room, Harriet Brain and Juliet Myers. As if by magic you appear. Hello. Hello. Nice to see you again. I'm going to give a blatant plug right at the top of the show because we were all on the bill of SE1 comedy this week uh, on Thursday, London's newest new material night. But it's um, so it's great to see you guys again. How how are how is everyone? What have you done since Thursday? Is the question. Who wants to start? Oh, dumbstruck. <laughs> what are you doing at the moment? Just just fill us in. Fill us I, in with your. I I always go blank. I can never remember no. what first I've done when stuff that. I I I've I think I've hoovered quite a bit. Watched the telly. And, and tried to kind of hustle for a bit more work. Um and 
uh, eventually plan some sort of holiday, even though, you know. That's, that's quite a lot in a couple of days, Julia, I have to say. <laughs> that's pretty good. Well, for hoovering is very important. I've been doing a bit of hoovering. Uh, where are you with, with shows? Because obviously I've mentioned um, Profound, but I'm not sure what where you are with shows and previews and the intentions to do solo shows live, etc. Um, me or Harriet? Uh, you, you first. Yeah. Um, well, um, Profound is a uh, it's it's in preview stage, but it's it's sort of a a, a, a slight revamp of a show I did ages ago, um, but did not badly, but did with by taking out all tricky bits um, and because it's about my family history, I've learnt so much more since then. And I feel that's like a fascinating it's, story, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's I mean essentially it's about because my dad's family's from Iraq, but then they had to flee Iraq so they lived in India he grew up in India and then he came to the UK so I, tra I went back to India to trace his roots but with this woman who um, I used to go to yoga with who was also a sex therapist and we got on <laughs> each other's nerves and, oh, just, right. and we went to a the condition was that we'd find my granddad's grave and their house and everything but we'd also go to this ashram right and I've, I get the feeling there's not only a solo show coming out of this, there is a potential sitcom yeah. coming out of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. You know, so it's, so, you know, I, you know, I enjoy doing it. It's weird because I never know whether to focus on the, um, how annoyed we got with each other um, or the kind of history. Like I, I keep sort of trying to try out different versions of it. Because some people are like, oh, that's fascinating that the Iraqi Jews did that. And other people are like, tell me the poo story again. <laughs> <laughs> you can like get two versions of this show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that's going to be brilliant when it, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, same. I mean, just reading the, the, the couple of lines in it, I was sort of, my interest was piqued, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Both versions, obviously. And Harry, you've got a show that you're sort of currently sort of bedding in, really, aren't you? Yeah, again, in um, preview stages. I mean, I've only done it once so far, but I've been um, doing the material like um, at New Material Nights, including SE1 Comedy. Plug, plug, plug. Um, and yeah, it's called Our Soul, um, which is O-U-R-S-O-U-L. Uh, yes, so, it's okay, because so, we're, we're not, you know, we're not after nine o'clock like, <laughs> like it matters on YouTube. But, but it's yeah. just, you know, so if you see it on a poster, you know, Our Soul. But I like the idea that people will have to say arsehole um, when, in reference to it. And I, my dream would be to, uh, just to let you know, Julian, with me to get on like Radio 2 or something again and have <laughs> some like, uh, like eminent DJ have to say, this is Harriet Brain with her show, Arsehole. Um, that's, that's my dream. That's, what I, that's my ambition with this show, um, is to get someone important to say arsehole. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's about... Uh, me and my school days but also lots of interesting weird people from history who were kind of assholes um oh, so you're getting yeah. the, the figures from history it's not just like totally personal show which would be a bit of a new direction for you it would yeah i mean les admirables was a, a little bit had like a maybe 10 percent personal stuff in it and 90 percent history whereas this is more uh of a more of an even split i would say yeah 
It yeah. is a bit of a departure, yeah. <laughs> Singing about myself. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's right. You did one of the songs on Thursday, and it, you know, it went down really well. I was really, really enjoyed oh, that. Yeah, I mean, it, I did the, I did a show last night as well, um, in a, a cabaret bar. Well, in the Glory. I don't know if you guys have performed there. Um, it's really, really fun, and uh, they found it very relatable. <laughs> so, mm. Yeah, I, okay. it's weird to me. I'm, I've never been a relatable comic, but oh my goodness, you know, you're no finding your relatable like voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good evening to Martin, super fan of the show. Thanks as ever for joining us, Martin. Uh, valuable assistance often during the show. So hello to you. Um, now, Juliet, uh, Harriet and I uh, spoke recently on this show. As uh, You're both returning guests, which is fantastic. In fact, this show is nearly coming up to its uh, first anniversary, hard to believe. Oh. <laughs> I know, candles next week. Um, but uh, so when when you were on, um, well, so Harriet and I discussed sort of, uh, sort of, how Harriet feels about social media sort of fairly recently, which was, I think, fair to say Harriet's relatively tentative. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you were saying just before we uh, came on air, Juliet, that you've got, um, I didn't quiz you about this at the time, but you've got a sort of an experience of going viral that was a bit sort of double-edged. Well, it was. I mean, it's so weird because um, I try not to be addicted to social media, but I am. And then the good bit, yeah, but the only good bit about it, I guess, is um, I do try and tweet jokes because it's good practice writing jokes. Um, and I tweeted um, a joke which is, is on my timeline. I'm probably going to massacre it myself, but essentially, have you been involved in a car crash that wasn't your fault? And then the reply is, yes, Brexit. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. totally. And, and it was weird how, like, you know, I looked after 10 minutes and a few people had tweeted it. And then, um, because it got tweeted by um, people higher up the kind of comedy food chain, I guess, who then retweet, and then other people retweeted it. So it did really well. Um, but obviously, with that came, it was lovely because, first of all, I was like, hooray. And I kept, being obsessed by the numbers but then of course after a bit you get the people with the union flags um <laughs> and the people saying you know oh you know you pathetic not even funny comedian question mark oh, the old favorite yeah all of that you know and then um <laughs> And weirdly, I mean, stupidly, you know, I think now it's happened to me once, it wouldn't bother me so much. But I mean, actually, I was walking in the Lake District at the time with my family and I didn't look at any of the scenery. I was just so busy replying to these people. Yeah. Oh, do you actually chose? Well, hang on a sec. You chose to reply. Yeah. Oh, well, come on. Recently, <laughs> rookie error. <laughs> well, the two things that would get me um, would be when people would say, um, or just... London elite. That's why you're saying that. And, and you were in the Lake District, so that's so unfair. Well, it was yeah. ridiculous. Well, I was only there. I know, I know. Place, but even so, yeah, it felt like if London's doing being London elite, I think this is what's good for the UK. And I've lived in Europe, but so, and then you know, after a bit, you don't reply, I guess. And then, um, but I started to a little bit, especially, yeah. And then every now and then what would happen would be that people would be 
you know, once something goes viral, people make their own memes. Mm. And and then people would at me, like my friends would at me saying, look, this person's pretending they wrote it. And so then I'd say, hey, could you credit me? And mm. this is also a minefield. And then it got... That is incredibly time-consuming on the one hand. I mean, first of all, mad. replying to the people that were the... Yeah. Replying to the haters, that's got to be, you know, uh, a hellish thing. But... Um, but but I know I think I'd be my, more motivated to basically say, would you mind credit, crediting me? So I know I'd be busy one way or the other. Yes, well, that's but, yeah. I wanted the credit, and I mean it, but it, you know, because there's so many Facebook or Twitter things that are remainers, so I was sort of pleased, but people were passing off their own joke, and actually, um, I think it was Wilsdon Station have got like a big whiteboard. Oh, <laughs> okay. Whiteboard. They're not the only tube station, but yeah. 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 But, but you know, they post silly things on it and they posted the joke. Oh and my goodness. So it was sort of nice, but it also felt really annoying. And and in fact, even the other day, um, I saw that someone had made a meme of it and sent it in to James O'Brien at LBC right. works at, and someone had done their meme, um, and someone had added me saying, "Look, this person's," but they'd done it wrong. They'd said, "Have you been involved in an accident that wasn't your fault?" Yes, Brexit. Oh. And so then people were saying, "What a stupid joke! It doesn't even work." And I was oh, like, God. "It's because it said car crash. I'm a car crash." <laughs> and then you just think, "Oh, just." It doesn't matter, you know, like, if you know Mark Simmons, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, my, online yeah, Mark. comedian, yeah. And, and I think he he wrote a joke that I'm probably now going to massacre, something like, have you got, uh, I'm looking for a book on turtles, and then the reply is hardback, and he's like, yeah, and little legs as well, and it's a great joke, and it went viral, and he tried to after a bit, you just have to go, let it go. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. It's not. You, I guess you've got to get through that process before you reach the kind of let it go. But at least the let it go thing is useful for the next time it happens. I think so. And, you know, and as for the haters, because I then did, the only other thing, it, it was going viral, but I deleted it, was when COVID was about to kick off and Boris got his girlfriend pregnant. And I said, gosh, Boris is multiplying quicker than the COVID virus. And that did well. And then the haters really got stuck in with accusing me of not being feminist or, you know, saying be kind. And it was like, I wasn't being horrible about Carrie. I was being horrible about him. Yeah, yeah. But you just go, I'll leave it. And I deleted that. I know this... It's easy to say, but do you get to a point where you sort of just sort of focus on the likes and the retweets and you think, oh, haters can sort because you know these people who've never probably mustered more than a few likes or retweets themselves necessarily yeah well the I, troll I fraternity think, anyway yeah i think so i think that's what you've got to do i mean it gets i try not to you know i wasn't overly bothered i guess after a while because i've got friends that have been on you know any anyone that's been on the telly i think you know I, I looked at, uh, someone had written to me after the Carrie tweet or the Boris Johnson tweet as it actually was, someone said, God, you're just so ugly. And it was like, 
this is irrelevant to the joke. Right, okay, um, yeah. But, but he said I looked like someone I'd never heard of. So then I was like, what? Like, how old is this guy? Because it was like some horror film thing. <laughs> and then I saw that he tweets Nish Kumar three times a day. Oh, golly. And I thought, wow, that's, if that's what oh my God. Nish yeah. puts up with, you know, this is nothing. And you do just go, well, okay. You know, I, I wish I hadn't deleted the tweet now, but it, you do also go, who are these faceless, horrible <laughs> Well, that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, the Twitter knows. Oh, exactly. You know, I mean, the only thing that did make me laugh is one or two people, because it said my Twitter profile, I think, still says, do shows with my dog. Yeah. One or two people said, is the dog the funny one? <laughs> <laughs> Which did kind of like make me go, fair enough. <laughs> so, so you've actually deleted the original tweet then? I, I haven't deleted the Brexit one, but I oh, did. Right. Uh, okay. I deleted yeah. uh, uh, Boris's multiplying quicker than COVID. Oh, I just okay. thought, yeah. I'm going to sit here now watching people, but also because it must have, that one actually more than the Brexit one somehow seemed to treat to to attract at the brexit one people weren't quite so nasty and it felt like every single thing had mm. a union flag or um i don't know i just thought i, I mean <laughs> if you'd have tweeted that a few months if it had happened a few months later when we got into the covid then it would have been slightly different i think but i i know exactly where i'm going to start with the tweets now after having this discussion because um We've actually got this is the first show back that we've had two guests, which is fantastic, which means we've got more tweets to do. Um, although I did, I don't know if I can find it quickly, but because of the joke structure uh, that you did, uh, I'll just see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Um, so Moby was in The Guardian, uh, and what, it was only a QA, and he, he said uh, one of his answers was, I've been accidentally celibate for six years, so I couldn't resist. Uh, have you had an accident at work that wasn't your fault? Um, it's a quite a, it's quite a fun, a fun quite a fun oh. interview that. But now let me stop because of the kind of slightly prehistoric um, reception that you had from mm. those tweets. Let me start with the Ken Cheng tweet. Now, Julia, was that your choice, or was yeah. that your choice? That right? Yeah. Okay, let's start with one of yours, then Julia, and then we'll go to one of Harriet's. So, can you um, basically just read out Ken's tweet and, and explain what's going on and the subtweet as well? Sure. So, Ken. Um, well, Ken is replying actually to whoever Ian of Wyke is, who says, "Why is it okay to call Britain's Brits Australian? I mean, it should say Australians." <laughs> Australianian. Australianism. Australian. I like that. But not to call Pakistanis a similar nickname, and you know. I just, I, 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 yeah, you know, because you, know, you sort of go, for God's sake, you know that the P word is is a racial slur and it carries carries, you know, so much history and and pain and it's so, typical, like it's just a typical disingenuous, yes, awful man on Twitter, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, ugh, I just hate it. Yes. Absolutely. I also I saw this tweet as well, and I, I was very tempted to choose it. So I'm, I'm glad I yeah. I'm glad yeah. I didn't actually because like, yeah yeah it was absolutely. On my, my but it long is. List. And and so you know I I just love Ken's that Ken has said you know why are two different words with entirely different historical contexts 
not the exact same thing. I am yeah. stumped. <laughs> I yeah. love his, you know, because, you know, going back to that thing of how do you reply, how do you have an argument over Twitter or how do you reply? Um, I quite like Ken's sarcasm, really, but pointing out that, you know, they have entirely different historic, you know, historical contexts. And, and, and as Sarit says, you know, just this sort of, don't play the innocent. Oh, I'm just abbreviating the word Pakistani. Oh, come on. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it is strange. It's almost like he's sort of in the trenches fighting some, well, you know, fighting some kind of war that was, you know, not that there was a, ever a struggle to sort of use this objectionable <laughs> word, but you know what I'm saying. It's just like the kind of man in the forest who doesn't realise that, you know, uh, well, that that will, that could be an excuse for him. It just seems so obtuse, doesn't it? But it just seems a weird thing to be bringing up at this stage, like like 50 years or so of history have just like yeah. not happened. Oh. Well, exactly. Well, I assume uh, that this has come off the back of the um, Yorkshire cricket. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, with that, because that's almost what whoever the guy is who admitted that he used the word, but has said, oh, it's just bants. Yeah. And, it's... and nobody, no, yeah, I mean, no one has worn that excuse. It was just all <laughs> universally panned and rightly so. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I love the way that Ian of White calls it a nickname. It's yes. Like it just adds, <laughs> it adds another layer of just. I just can't. Oh yeah. my gosh. You know, like oh, I meant it in a nice way. Nickname. Just... <laughs> oh my god. I know that is. I mean, I don't. You know, I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. So hang on a sec. What have we got? Michael. Michael. Vaughan. I'm lost. Michael Vaughan. Oh, never mind. Um, but Ken is well worth knowing. Well, that's certainly true. I mean, in fact, I agree. We Ken need is to, a top, uh, top Twitter. Also, I kind of because I need to follow Ken actually. Because Ken, I love Ken stuff. Yeah, um, same. But like, to me, when I first started following Ken, it was all gags. So mm. you know, I, mm. I find that an interesting thing. At what point do people say, oh, you know, no, I'm, I'm gonna jump in here. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, I, I mean, certainly he has. He's certainly come off the fence for, for yeah. quite a few things, in fairness. Uh, yeah. you know. Well, I guess, you know, races... Well, you know, it, hardly it, off the fence, but yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it, well, also, it's just it's just so kind of... It is so ludicrous, sort of inherently ludicrous, really, that it, there is a sort of... There is a comedian's job there to be done, to lampoon yeah. that, not only because yeah. it's sort of, uh, you know, it's races, but because it is just sort of so sort of fatuous really high fatuous content essentially yes. <laughs> so harry let's go to one of yours which i'm wondering whether we go to let's have a look uh, some of those mine aren't they uh because you had one political one um oh yeah i did i, I did I did. You did didn't you yeah <laughs> I had one. Uh, oh that's all right yours don't Shigley. as well marina perkins is, yes, is your political one and actually one. that will can get, then we can go back to uh boris one that um juliet's picked out so, yeah, if you just want to read uh, Marina's uh, uh, tweet and we can go into this one. OK, so it says this is a good one. Government paid 300 million pounds to Unisurf, the PPE. Turns out this PPE is unwanted or unusable. So it's currently sitting in over 10,000 shipping containers, which is actually causing a container shortage, costing one million pounds per day to store. Who owns the storage firm? Unisurf. Circular it's, madness. It's like, yeah, yeah, it is. It's like a snake eating its own tail, except 
the the opposite <laughs> it's like a snake growing in a circle I don't know I don't know what the metaphor is for this but um yeah I just thought it was uh yeah. I mean not not laugh out loud funny but <laughs> well it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, really it's interesting so um I mean I've seen uh Marina's tweets on and off she's uh I think she's into yeah tech and marketing lead but she's obviously big into her politics no fan mm. of Brexit or Boris as she points out hang on uh it's a story that I Googled after you sent me the tweet, and it, I think it's only appeared in the mirror so far. Uh, but I just maybe we got so jaded with um, sort of PPE scandals that yeah. it's just fallen uh, a little. I mean, obviously, there's a big sleaze thing going on at the moment. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm just surprised uh, not to see it in one or two other. I know. Places, I mean, because, really. yeah, there was, there was just so much other stuff wrong so I'm not surprised it's sort of like fallen by the wayside but I just I just thought it was like a nice little bit of like a little you know little bit yeah. of chocolate sprinkles on the, on the on the horrible ice cream that is like the current state of the government that's just amazing wow. yeah it's, it's almost beautiful really there is something yeah there is some kind of symmetry to it I suppose I mean I'm just trying to work it I mean if this if this was like some very very elaborate performance art mm. it would be awesome <laughs> but it's not yeah it's true it has got that it's got a real element of that yeah it's, it's like, uh, like, like that guy who did take the money and run I've forgotten the name of the artist but it's a Norwegian yeah. was it Norwegian yeah yeah I'm still not sure what I think about that one I have to say that take the money and run so that's the artist that uh, basically, it was going to be a sort of. It was going to be notes in. He'd previously done an exhibition that was notes in frames, mm -hmm. and then when they when he delivered these exhibitions to the gallery, it was a, they were empty frames, weren't they? And it was called "Take the Money and Run." But I don't know. Yeah. I just can't help feeling a little bit sorry for the gallery somehow. <laughs> sorry. I know I don't have a yeah. I have a sort of you know I have a sort of slightly strange soul when it I comes mean, to the same because you sort of. But it it's not like the gallery, it's not like it was the gallery's money, was it? Oh, I it thought was, they were left was... out of pocket because of the show. Oh, no, they did. It was the, I thought, I think it was the gallery's was money. Was it? Oh, okay. I mean, whether right. this has since been returned to them, I, I imagine it possibly has, but... Um... Yeah, I guess it, it, it's a really strange, strange situation because I don't understand how how it works because the money had to be... For, for this not to be a crime, like the money had to like become the artwork before the artist had made it. Oh God, it's like another circular. Well, I mean, I, I suppose ultimately what I'm saying here is that if Unicef also, yes. they, they could probably, you know, they could get some kind of uh, performance art out of this as well and yet earn even more money <laughs> from know. that essentially. But um, yeah, it's a crazy circus story. They don't even need to have the PPE, do they? It's almost like no, exactly. They don't, you know, it's just mad. Uh, Thank you, Martin. Yes, Jen's Jen's Hanning is out. I mean, if anyone knows what happened to the money, then or whether the gallery got the money back, you can tweet it as you see. That's the beauty of it all. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Unicef does sound like a bit like something you'd uh, read in 1984 or something like that. I don't know. So look, yeah. let's now we're on sort of all things government and Boris. Um, uh, Juliet, I think let's have a look. Let's make sure I'm in the right column. Yes, I think I am. 
Uh, oh, well, yeah, I think it was Verona's tweet that I was particularly thinking about here. So, yeah, go go ahead and, and read it and we'll tuck in. Um, <laughs> can't believe people still don't know this, but Frankenstein is the name of the scientist. The monster is called Boris Johnson. And that's Brown, just to, just to let everyone know, because I put people listening to the podcast version because they hate me if I don't. That's Brona C. Titley. Is that, is that correct? Uh, yep. She's a TV comedy writer uh, in shows including Spitting Image, Motherland, yep. Tracy Ullman, and Harry Hill. So, in fact, we must get her on the show as well. Uh, oops, keep, I keep I clicking like, people's. So tweets are great, but she does. But this one, I just loved. Because again, it's that thing of. You know, every day there's a new nightmare. Um, so this <laughs> is just, I just felt this was a nice short thing, but also based on, you know, p people perpetually doing that thing of old Frankenstein and people going, no, but, you know, the monster was, you know, Frankenstein was the evil guy um, or the other way around, whatever it is, you know, that eternal thing that people do. And so this is just lovely. I just, it's one of those tweets that I wish I'd written. I don't know, like it, it's because I did Frankenstein at school, the book. I studied Frankenstein and um, I had to write my I had to redo my essay because I did it so badly the first time. So I've, I've studied it twice. <laughs> oh, wow. And and I think um, it I, this tweet kind of annoys me a bit because it seems to sort of absolve Boris Johnson because uh, maybe because mm. the yeah. monster is is kind of the innocent party. Um, you know, he he's the newborn baby in this in this situation, um, uh, like is... thrust into the world unprepared, and then Frankenstein is is the one playing God and stuff. And I think Boris Johnson is more guilty of that. Um, wow, you see, this is what, this is the value you get on Let's Kill Twitter. You get the comedic analysis, but you also get the artistic. Stuff. You also get the GCSE English. <laughs> that is true because you know that which is the thing when people say Frankenstein and imply that Frankenstein is the baddie and everyone corrects them and says, no, the monster is mm. uh, just not, you know, the monster is the creation, but actually, yes, Frankenstein was the baddie mm -hmm. for creating this thing. So yes, when, when you look at it on the, on the level of actually who was the no, monster? The monster shows, wasn't the monster. <laughs> so, it shows yeah. who um, who's read the book to the end and who hasn't. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, the gag. He certainly cuts to the chase uh, as as yeah. a gag, and actually, what it does. No, I love, do, I love the gag. It's a good <laughs> gag. Yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, what it definitely does do is it raises this uh, whole question about you know the nature of of Boris Johnson and how he is perceived. Um, and it doesn't see, it seems to be one of those things that no matter what happens, uh, you know, with him, he sort of yeah. he rolls on. And um, I don't know, you know, I, yes. I mean, there is a tweet, there was a tweet from there's a journalist. Um, oh, right. Okay. Well, we're really getting into the, the, the Frankenstein. <laughs> Martin is right. The evil scientist yeah. is actually Eton, <laughs> who, you know, the demon headmaster of Eton. I think this should be, I think we may mix, be getting into a musical situation here. <laughs> uh, that I thing know. of, you know, people, you know, what I love is that thing of, you know, I can't believe how people still think that Boris is funny or a bumbling fool when he's not, he's dangerous. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, certainly even before he was mayor, um, certainly during when he was mayor, there were people saying, but actually, I know he's coming over as a little bit as a bumbling kind of affable uh, character and you know obviously does have an affability to him but he's also he also believes in x y and z and actually he's much more sort of right wing than you think he is and he, yeah. although he played a central he played a fairly centrist hand as mayor um but despite perhaps biding his time but the journalist peter oborn tweeted i mean this is one that i picked up from me uh yesterday and he was talking about the owen patterson sleeves story it feels like uh Johnson's Black Wednesday, the beginning of the end and no coming back. Don't know about that, but um, I mean, you know, Peter opens an experience sort of politics watcher, but just, I mean, when is, when do governments, when do governments fall is the question now. Well, yes. And I, you know, whether all of this, I mean, you know, the Conservatives were ahead in the polls still, aren't they? Um, and so, you know, what, what does the public actually care about? And I was listening yesterday to something on the radio and someone was saying, well, you know, um, still that levelling up thing, you know, people are like, well, you know, if he's going to level up the country, which, you know, he's not doing, but, you know, he's very good at talking the talk. He's very good at catchphrases. Um, mm. And he'll have another baby and it'll, yeah. you know, all of that, or he'll get another dog or he'll get another wife or I don't know. Um, I don't know it, it's it's really frustrating because basically like any any time uh, well every time they uh, the Conservative Party do something awful like this I mean this is this really is very 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 awful but uh, you know it's nothing it's nothing new and it's I feel like it's sort yeah, of it's nothing expected, new. Yeah. Like expected of them now and yeah. um, every time people say oh look how awful this is hundreds and thousands of other people are saying oh but Labour are also awful because of this and that and usually it's because it's like oh everyone in Labour is a hypocrite it's like okay well what like what is I think people have like lost sight of uh what the lesser of two evils actually is and because it's always it's always a choice between two (laughs) rubbish things you know you're never going to get everything you want um but uh it's really strange how people are sort of um uh forgiving all of this sleaze almost because i don't yeah i don't really know why they feel like they have no other option i think so i mean that but that's what was but also i don't really hear i loved hearing um john major talking yesterday because it was so succinct and Mm. felt like quite old school in its integrity now i was never a fan of john major but you know i enjoyed that it was a conservative calling out someone in his yeah party. yeah i mean see it's uh, slightly ironic and i'm not i'm not putting the blame on on him for this but obviously the major years uh i mean that's quite that was quite something we talk about sleeves issues now i mean literally yeah. i mean i worked in uh, i worked in parliament in the 90s and i worked at the tail end of the uh, the, the Tory administration under Major and uh, for the Lib Dems, uh, I'll just I'll add pre-tuition fees. Um, <laughs> it was carnage. There was something. There was just something going on all the time. You know, it was, it was BSC. It was cash for questions. It was literally. It was almost like twi- it was like Twitter before Twitter in the sense that there was so much 
going on in terms of sort of scandals and you know missteps and, and much worse um you know and but actually if it hadn't that was already to sort of, that was pretty fertile ground but you know what was the other factor it was tony blair it was like had it been i'm look i think if it had been um uh john smith i think probably labor still would have won they wouldn't have won with a landslide that they got under tony blair i don't think um but they would probably would have just squeaked it which you know but which might have been a bit difficult for uh partly your fault when too you know, i don't know um <laughs> i was only photocopying press releases or something it's only obeying orders um in 2010 you'd have a point there martin i think but anyway um it, it's a weird one yeah so what it takes to fall and it is the kind of career it's charisma on the other side uh, as well but i i what i did while we were talking was i lined up harriet's uh, david shrigley tweet because i thought it had a sort of parliamentary air about it um so yeah harry this is just nice and simple fun isn't it really <laughs> yeah i mean i i love david shrigley mm. um yeah i think he's one of the best artists ever um and yeah i just i just saw this on bonfire night and i just made it just made me laugh very Guy sweet. Fawkes, naughty right. boy, and it's uh, Guy Fawkes uh, in a big, tall black hat, uh, looking very dapper and naughty. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think David Trigley paints on, like, uh, not glass. Well, maybe glass, but he 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 paints like on a transparent surface, and so they like they're like really luminous. And I like I don't know I, I like the way they look as well. Um, his paintings. Now you're obviously you're you're famed for your uh, comedy songs about uh, artists, art and yeah. artists. Has is is David Shrigley going to be immortalised? Uh, no, not because <laughs> I don't. But you know, I some of my favourite artists I haven't done songs about because it's really hard to be earnest and funny at the same time. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I'm probably not going to do any more art history songs because I've written an embarrassingly large number of them already. But uh, you have almost covered. Actually, you've almost covered all the sort of <laughs> people worth knowing. Yeah, plus, I mean, David David Trigley. I can. I don't think I could be funnier in a song about David Trigley than he is already. Because it, it's hard to make fun of a basically another comedian. Good. Uh, yeah, that's good. You're yeah. you're totally absolved from for various reasons from doing that. Um, that's very sweet. Uh, let's have a look what rhymes with Shrigley. Oh, well, surely so Wrigley's, at least, for some reason. Uh, oh, look, right, now John Lewis, that's interesting because you've both chosen uh, John Lewis uh, things. Let's do, um, <laughs> let's do, yeah, well, the sort of, uh, sort of related. Oh, okay. So Tom, now is this one, this is one of yours, isn't it, Harriet? It is. Tom Little. So Tom Little, Tom comedian Little. here. Greatest, uh, he is the greatest living comedian. <laughs> 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 well, that's good. It's nice when the the uh, Twitter bravado lives up to that. It lives up to the hype, right? Let's uh, let's uh, have a look. It's funny. It's funny enough on silent, but let's have a little have a little vid. Have a look at the vid. Do you like Christmas? Do you need to get ready for Christmas? Then get yourself. Clothing, perfume, bed linen, hair dryers, plates, and more on sale. 
John Pickard, Tanisha Geronimo, Benji McNair and Cobra from Gladiators, live at the Sunderland Empire. Christmas at John Lewis. We're literally giving things away. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Uh, it's I just a commitment but, to capitals, isn't it? Carry on. Yeah, Tom, Tom has done a few of these videos and... Um, it, he's done, we like them so much, me and me and one of my best friends, that we literally talk to each other in his voice now. And uh, like what like a standard greeting between us is, "Do you like chocolate? Do you like eating chocolate in the bath?" <laughs> and that's Tom Tom's version of the flake um, advert. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, it, it's it's just so funny. I, I can't get enough. Oh goodness! I've seen him do one. Did he do that? I'm looking for a book by J.R. Hartley, but the German version of it or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was very surreal. I like uh, that. Yeah, I saw that as well. It was great. I, I, I forget that. So with the time of year, like, you know, the John Lewis thing is is such yeah. a deal. So, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously I do done, do some research for the show. So I did watch the John Lewis effort. Um, I haven't which, watched it yet. Oh, right. Really I did one version of it. Uh, which is very, um, very strange. It's, it's very Stranger Things if you sort of watch this. It. Like, a, oh, sort of, right. yeah. Um, I was in, I was in a John Lewis Christmas advert one year. Really? Like maybe five years ago or four years ago, but like only as a, a it was my quiet. Was your line? Do you like chocolate? Like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you like eating chocolate? No, it was. Uh, I was in a choir and we did like the the oohs and ahs behind like the dog on the trampoline or whatever it was that year. Oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we did the did the singing. So I, yeah, me and that me and really like a hundred other people were, were in in that. Well, apparently that was there's my a favorite one. Oh. Oh, was it? Oh, right. Because it was so lovely. Because the dog is watching the fox, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it's a dog, isn't it? It's a dog. Yeah. Of course. Uh, oh, so lovely. Well, apparently there is an Iceland skit on it as well uh, on the John Lewis one, but I couldn't. Uh, I, there was an independent story on it, but there were so many things to click independent that I couldn't oh. see it. Oh. Funny that, isn't it? Right. Anyway, uh, what have we got next? Well, more John Lewis, actually, because of long suffering, <laughs> the man called I John Lewis. I love John Lewis, the man. <laughs> so, Juliet, this is one, one of yours. Do you, do you want to read uh, John's tweet? Well, what he's responding to and, and then and his tweet. He's responding to. Um, someone, John O. Davis, saying, John Lewis, how do you pick the songs every year for the Christmas adverts? But of course, it's John Lewis retail that John O. should have tweeted. Bless him, John Lewis replies to all of these tweets. So he <laughs> said, I write a program that analyzes the notetic flamicidlitude of all songs ever played in the past 70 years, then use a pseudo-random number generator for the <laughs> Gorgian, I don't know if these are made up words, must be. <laughs> distribution to pick one from the top 10. And then he even puts in at John Lewis Retail as if, you know, to help. But I'll see he, But he, I mean, God, he just, I looked at his timeline. He, he must get so many of these. Well, wow, um, 81.5. Well, I, yeah, I can imagine that it's all Actually, most of that. And again, he's made his own John Lewis advert. Seeing as he, he's a computer scientist, maybe these are actual 
things. Maybe Gaussian distribution is an actual thing. Yeah. And notetic flammability is an actual <laughs> it, thing. It, I tell you, it sounds, it sounds, uh, you know, it sounds totally legit to me. I mean, it's very much that. <laughs> It's very much that blackadder moment. Oh, you really got your pasta sorted. But I reckon it. Yeah. That's it. It's definitely. Um, John Lewis has really embraced yeah. his unwanted annual tension. Yeah. I know. Well, like I say, he's made his own ad. <laughs> so, at the top of his page, his pins tweeted. <laughs> he's done an ad, I think, with his son. Uh, and I just think, good on you, mate. Like, I mean, he's got a blue tick. I don't know how he's got the blue tick. Whether he's famous in his own right for something um, is, is that not from just getting like oodles of followers because of <laughs> yeah yeah yes. you know that's that's a brilliant that is a great twitter success story i have to say mm. just nice guy you know um i i have in the past tweeted wh smith and it's the wrong person <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's good to know they're still on twitter but yeah yeah that's um so what's uh hang on martin's uh uh right i say so uh, gregor johnson has just recommended uh someone you might want to check out well we'll push on with our selection oh what's that hang on oh. what's going on here? <laughs> hang on i'm pressing lots of pressing all the wrong buttons most like my life story anyway hang on Hello. so we've done john lewis the double header of john lewis the double header of boris oh goodness right okay hang on we've still got the, we've still got the environment um well, let's have a quickie <laughs> we'll from that in a sec we'll sort that in a sec so let's have a quickie from from uh, harriet tell us a bit more i don't know what i don't know much about lord scrolly i love this <laughs> so yeah lord scrolly uh, uh aka robin hutchinson mbe is um a man from my hometown of surbiton and he is like he's basically unofficial mayor of Surbiton I would say like he does loads and loads of stuff in the community and is like a general like really amazing guy and he hosts gigs in his house or at least he used to before Covid ah, okay. um, and yeah just really really great guy and um and yeah very funny as well and this one tickled me because I I kind of work in a genealogical you know I that's part of my job I work in a library in a museum and uh and uh so I co i'm constantly doing little bits of genealogy for people and we're currently in the middle of a series of who do you think you are on bbc and we get a lot more inquiries at the moment um so this is very much on my mind um and you know me and my colleagues are always like, complaining that people think genealogy is really really easy because they go into like an old house and a woman's like there's all your there's all these documents there you go and yeah. expect that to happen as soon as they walk into the library. Oh. Anyway, so this made yeah. me laugh. So Robin Hutchinson says, this week's episode of Who Do You Think You Are features Rudolph. And then there's a picture of a huge number of taxidermied animals on a wall. <laughs> like trophies, hunting trophies. And I just, it just really tickled me. It's amazing. It like, sort of looks like goats and deer and um, <laughs> yeah. stags, obviously. Um, Rams, yeah, it's quite. I mean, what's that on the ceiling as well? Yeah. Is is that more? More skulls. It's, yeah. it's almost a bit. It's almost getting a bit satanic on that ceiling. Yeah, isn't it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> the chandelier she... made of skulls. Um, yeah, uh, but it's it's funny because I don't think that I don't think there actually is a reindeer on there. 
but it's just it's just oh maybe there is i don't i don't really know um what well, it's the like. spot the reindeer <laughs> competition <laughs> <laughs> but uh i just thought it was funny because it was a bit like looking back at um you know the evolution of species and stuff and uh it would be it would be really really funny if if reindeers had descended from a long line of goats um as well i don't know i just thought it was i thought yeah. it was funny oh that is cool and uh just to go back to your martin apparently worked at 15 years in kent libraries big up the library workers Woo! absolutely too too right <laughs> it's always the quiet ones isn't it martin always the quiet ones. <laughs> um so now let's have a look oh i think we might save the pooch delay yeah let's 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 get the environment sorted julia you picked this one from the big issue yeah i mean it's so weird because like where do you start with the environment but you know i not with recycling apparently no well you know i, I just think the whole kind of cop 26 thing i really do it just seems like i'm pleased that they're making these promises but it just feels like and now what how are you gonna how are you gonna do this and is it all just hot air which incidentally is even worse for the environment <laughs> and, you know it just seems a nightmare and so i have to say i watched greta thunberg talking and it's interesting this thing how I've heard a few people saying, well, you know, you gotta, you gotta have faith, and you gotta, you know, let's not be negative. And then Greta was like, you know, it's all blah blah blah, and this whole conference has been a failure. Um, I'm not, I don't know if it's been a failure. Maybe you know, maybe it's a start. But I do think maybe the only way to make people keep their promises is people coming out and constantly protesting. Um, mm. I mean, it's so hard, but you know, and again, China, China and Russia weren't even there. <laughs> so they didn't even join via Zoom. Um, well, you know, so. Yeah, no, that's true. So we've had the analysis before the tweet now. So the tweets from oh, the big sorry. issue, yeah, that's sorry. all right. <laughs> the, the tweets from the, I like this one, I might read this one. Yeah. The tweets from the big issue and uh, it says, you know, it's time to worry even when the introverts prepare to leave the house, which I yeah. love that. And then there's two uh, women holding a banner which says, so bad, even the introverts are here. And did that sort of tickle you? I mean, I, I don't know. Do you consider yourself, I mean, you're a comedian. I don't, don't know if you can consider yourself an introvert, but I don't know whether that I think sort of so. resonated. I think a lot of comedians are yeah. introverts. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. weird, but I think yeah. I mean. I always feel like I can go on stage and I can be kind of extroverty, but then there are other times when I feel very introverted. Um, so it did, you know, I think there were a lot of good banners, but this one did make me laugh. Uh, just because, you know, like, I mean, actually before the Iraq war, I remember seeing someone, I went on a protest and someone had a banner saying, even my mum says this isn't right. Yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> you know but especially you know i just think it is that it is now at the stage of this isn't what is it people keep saying we're no longer talking about when you know if this happens we're in it you know so yeah just seemed like maybe the way to get through to people is you know humor Mm. um so yeah i just really liked it yeah, I do like that one. It's it's a good one. Um, 
interesting what you're saying about Greta Thunberg and and the sort of negativity and I mean it's never going to be I mean that that is the kind of that is the thing about activism it will never be it's never going to be enough is it you're never going to have a sort of protest that sort of one day sort of thinks oh well done brilliant we'll go home now yeah they won't get to paint any more banners to start with I know but I do think she's so good yeah I mean again you know this whole thing of abuse you know and how she just seems so composed and single-minded she's she's so she's so she's like the opposite of a politician in a way Mm. in in that she is she's sort of incapable of of sleaze (laughs) as in like I think I think she's sort of like she's so like brutally honest And mm. I think we can like rely on her to be to continue to be so, um, and it's a lot. It's a lot she's taken. It's obviously a lot she's taken on, but um, yeah, yeah, she's like, and she's she's proven herself. Yeah, so yeah. definitely, yeah, well, she's absolutely and raised I really awareness. Liked, yeah. I really liked her say, uh, singing. You can shove your climate crisis up your ass. I thought that was really funny. Oh, I missed that. Oh, oh you should you should watch it, Julian. It's really funny. That's a bit. It's a bit football terrorist, that isn't it? It is, yeah. And it and it, it was it was so Glasgow as well. Um, yeah, I really like that. Oh, okay. Just, just, you know, and the whole thing of you know, I know they keep you know. I mean, annoyingly, Boris has nicked the phrase, hasn't he? Of no more blah blah blah. But you know, I just think yeah, I just think she's excellent. You know, if, I'd go along and hear her speak any day of the week mm. I didn't have to fly there I guess but like yeah she's great and 18 still only mm. eight. is she 18 now right yeah so, yeah, so. yeah no, it's incredible there's no doubt about it but yeah love the banners um that's good in fact they're hot there's a whole thread I think there of the of the banners which is good now let's just see we're doing really well actually um oh actually yeah there are two there are some, yeah, we've actually, we, we've got both two lovely tweets to uh, end on. We've got <laughs> this one from you, Harriet. Very effective. Yeah. Uh, I just, it was, it's just so relatable, um, this tweet. Okay, so it's from Jay with two Ys, uh, Jay the official X. Um, drunk me telling drunk me not to throw up. And it's a picture of Beyonce with like a big screen behind her with herself on it and like I don't know how the timing works but like the photographers captured a moment where Beyonce the real Beyonce has her eyes shut and is looking very sort of um serene and then the the big screen behind her image of herself is like staring intently at herself at her real self and it, it literally looks like um an out-of-body experience mm. uh that you have when you're uh, inebriated way yeah and it, it's just it's exactly what it's exactly it looks exactly like drunk me telling drunk me to grow up I just I don't know how else to explain it it's just so accurate it's totally nailed that one isn't <laughs> exactly. it amazing yeah uh a beautiful moment right now let's uh it's pooches for end for end game hang on where are we uh Deborah Powney's tweet here so this is your your last choice uh, here, Juliet. Yeah, um, and so Deborah Powney has, uh, it's a picture of Tom Hanks with the dog, which I assume is this film, Finch, and Deborah Powney has said, thinking of watching Tom Hanks's Finch this weekend, but had to Google, does the dog survive before I do? 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Have you seen if you, you seen it at all? I haven't seen it. I hadn't. I didn't even know it existed. And um, but yeah, I love Tom Hanks. Love dogs. Big fan of them. Put one. Oh, here's the hello, oh, hello, homie. Yeah. Can see you there. Oh, yeah. no, <laughs> too busy. <laughs> can't hear the fireworks. Um, but yeah, no. This is who I am now. But I do that. I have to make sure that the dog will be okay. I can see a spoiler in this. In this case, a spoiler is sort of quite justified, isn't it? Really. Yeah. yeah. So there's a there's a sitcom that I really love that I've watched, and I was waiting for the second series, and the second series kicked off with the dog dying, and. I found myself just incandescent with rage that I was like, this is a sitcom? And a dog has died in the first first episode of series two. Oh, Ted, what sitcom's this? This is Ted Lasso. Uh, ah. And it just felt like, you know, um, I got over it. I did carry on watching. But, you know, if, if it's just that thing. And, you know, it, I'm sure it's funny because... So often, my friends with kids will say, oh, I can't watch anything with kids suffering. And then they'll say to me, you know, oh, it's, it's yeah. good, you know, unless you've had kids, you can't understand. And I'm like, I can understand. Like, I don't know what level of lack of empathy you think I've got, but, you <laughs> oh know. My God. <laughs> oh, Martin, you're a terrible punster, said Lassie. <laughs> That's very, very cool. Good. Very good. Yeah, very very, very good. Ter- yeah, terrible as in, yeah. you know, brilliant. Sc- scoundrel, yeah. but brilliant. Okay. Yeah. But this is exactly what I do. What Deborah Pavney did is I'd have to Google because I'm like, if it's a road trip with a dog, I don't want hit Tom Hanks in it to finally find love. But you know, in the last scene, they're burying. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like every. Every, it's almost like every uh, sort of um, lovable actor has to have a dog movie, you know, like <laughs> Will Smith obviously has. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, there always seems to be uh, a, a lot of them. But, yeah, no, that's... Um, I think so. I mean, he's done, wasn't he? In, didn't he do Turner and Hooch as well, I think, with a massive dog? Oh, he did, didn't he? What am I yeah. like? Of course, yeah. I've totally forgotten. But, you know, but, you know, they get, that's just who I am. Or, I mean... You know, and and the other way, like uh, I don't, uh, we're about to end this. We've got a minute left, so I, I need to keep it light. But um, a family death happens to me in the last six months, and every now and then I just remember the person and slightly tear up, and it works the other way. Suddenly Homer will look at me as if to go, "What the fuck's happened? You were fine a second ago." And I sometimes think, "I oh, don't get upset. The dog will get upset that I'm upset." Oh. Do you think they'll have viewings of this movie for sort of... Do you think they should have pets and owners viewings? Yes, yes, that as well. Like, yeah. I, I, But partly specifically for me, because um, I can't go to the cinema and not get a dog sitter because Homer howls. So. Wow. Okay. And surely now, now we can maybe get COVID at the cinema. Surely it's all right if you have a dog that might, like... We, even though Homer wouldn't we anywhere apart from the park. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure about that. You've mentioned we. That's never a good thing. But there you go. Yeah, we well, um, can't on that either. But he doesn't. I like when I take him on the train. Every now and then, someone will say to me, 
um, the other, this was pre-COVID, but I remember taking him on a train to Edinburgh and, you know, he knows what's inside and he knows what's outside. And some guy <laughs> overtook me on the way to get in the train and he went, excuse me, what, what are you going to do if he curls one out? <laughs> and I'm like, he's not going to, he just wouldn't. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, sausage dogs have always got excuses for that, haven't they? But anyway, yeah. um, so uh, as you rightly point out, we've, uh, and we've totally nailed this as well because we managed to get all your tweets in, I believe, uh, in the hour. So that's brilliant, uh, guys. And they were obviously like quite a range there. So we've managed to cover, uh, well, everything really, and back again. Um, so we are back. So you guys hang hang tight and certainly hang tight so we can have a chat in the green room just to let everyone know, all our streamers and viewers, well, thank you for watching uh, is the first thing to say. Uh, and as I say, please do go to our YouTube channel uh, our, and give us a subscribe there. All our shows and clips will be there. Please do follow us at LKT Zoom as well. Uh, it would be great. Uh, and you'll see all the notifications for future shows. The next show is next Sunday, which is Sunday the 21st of November. So almost exactly a year, I think, since we started. And we've got uh, Josh Howie and Paul Tonkinson. And Sajila will be joining me. So we will be two guests, two hosts. There will be a quad back on screen. But I've very much enjoyed the... Uh, enlarged Twitter feed and the three down the side. It's been lovely. Um, so please do join us that. But before we go, Harriet, what uh, what are your next gigs? Where can we well, next see you? Uh, I'm at the Glory again next Saturday. I've just just confirmed. <laughs> so that'll be uh, I'll be doing like short bits of songs and cabaret and stuff um, at the Glory uh, in Haggerston next Saturday. And then I've got my show, Our Soul on the 25th of November in the Bill Murray at 9.30 p.m. And I've got another one booked in on the 20th of December um, at 2 North Down. So if you if you can come to either of those, that'd be great. Good stuff. Julia, what are you, what's going to be occupying you in the next month or so before Christmas? Um, before Christmas, uh, just um, I'm comparing in Lewis. Um, on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, so it's just me comparing, that's not my own show. And then I'm also comparing at the weekend at Backyard Comedy Club in Bethnal Green in London. Oh, I still haven't played there. I need to get I need to get in there. It's lovely. I oh, love it there. I know, I don't and, um, and uh, I'm not doing my solo show until the Leicester Comedy Festival. Oh, okay. Right, that'd be Feb that's February next year, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff, right? Well, good. There you go. There you know you can catch up with all our guests live, and obviously if you want to catch up with them online, uh, the obvious thing to do would be to show you. There you go. I mean, you can see their stuff scrolling above me. At Juliet Myers at Harriet Brain. So thanks again for watching, guys. Thank you, Martin, once more. Uh, we shall. I shall see you next week uh, with Sajila, and we will give you a rousing wave goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to the show. Please do check out the other podcasts in the series. If you go to our website, www.letskilltwitter.com, you'll find all our previous shows listed and you can find links to the YouTube versions as well as audio files. If you'd like to support our work, you can do via buymeacoffee.com. If you go to their website, you'll find a Let's Kill Twitter page set up for donations. But anything you can do is much appreciated. 
a like, a follow, a recommendation to a friend, it all counts. Once again, thanks for listening. We hope to be in your ears again very soon.